0: Um, But Brandon and I are very quick to correct people, and um, I know this has upset my parents a lot because they're like, well, why would you tell people that? And we tell people that because... Say, how's the fam? How's the fam?
1: What's going on family? Welcome back to How's the Fam, okay? Today I'm joined by a friend, a newer friend, near and dear to my heart. She is part of my small group and an incredible wife, mother, and friend, Amy Miller, everybody. Amy, thank you for stopping by. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) So Amy, uh, I had to add a new section in because people are getting introduced to my friends and I just want them to know who you are. So this segment is called "Just Who's Your Friend" because anytime you go to around family of new people, they ask who your friend is. Yeah. So just tell the people a little bit about you.
0: Um, my name is Amy, and I'm a mother of two. I'm mm-hmm. a stay-at-home mom. I also substitute for a preschool in Greenville sometimes, and I like to run. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is her in the quickest snippet ever, <laughs> and when she says she likes to run, she run, runs. She don't like it's not a playing thing, and we'll get a l- we'll get into that a little further into the uh, episode. But before we do, we have a segment called Just Checking In. Now, Amy, Just Checking In is just a segment where we just tell the people kind of how things are going, right? Just how the life is being and all that good stuff. And my Just Checking In story is I've been late dropping my daughter off three days in a row, and you know. At first I'm not the first person in line. I've never been the first person in line. Like more or like more or less I'm usually like in the line but the tail end of the line. So like it'd be big, big by that time. But like lately, when I tell you I've been dropping her off late, like I got there two minutes late the first day. And I was like, Ah, that's not too bad. Ain't nobody out here, but you know, I'm gonna drop her off or whatever. And then I got there eight minutes late, like <laughs> two days ago. I was like Okay, this is slightly embarrassing, but I'm going to get myself some grace and we're just going to rock out. And then, like, today I dropped off a smooth 15 minutes late. And the lady was just like, so, you know, you only have three tardies. I was like, look, do I look like I care? <laughs> I am exhausted. Here is the child. We will deal with the tardies later. It's like, we got two weeks left in school. But, um, yeah, and now Liana's, like, starting to know, like, she's like, Daddy, are we going to be late? And I'm just like. <laughs> Don't worry about if we're gonna be late or not. So it's not the best situation to be in, no. but uh, <laughs> it is what it is, you know. So uh, what's your just checking in story for the people?
0: Um, well, like I was telling you earlier, we're having some problems with Isaiah. He thinks he should, when he goes to people's houses, that their toys now belong to him. <laughs> so we're having to deal with that, and it's embarrassing telling him no, and then he starts crying and throwing a fit, yeah. and especially when the kid he's trying to take toys from is like two and he's seven.
1: Oh man which is what he's happened seven already yeah oh my gosh yeah.
0: yeah so i think we're gonna have to i grew up in a family where we didn't get a lot of stuff and brandon and i've definitely overcompensated for that yeah and so we're gonna definitely have to start pulling way back i
1: feel you. well how often is he getting toys now
0: well, now, not at all. Except <laughs> hey, Brandon last night actually threatened to return all of his Christmas toys. So we
1: still have the receipts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I, but I don't I don't think taking away Christmas toys is
1: no, quite, I, I mean,
0: not only is it going to ruin his Christmas, it'll ruin our Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're definitely going to have to... It'll just have to be birthdays and Christmas type of that's thing. That's
1: wild. But you know what's crazy? Like, that's how it was when I was growing up. Like, I used to want stuff all the time. And she's like... <laughs> You better just write it down because you ain't yeah. going to get it today. Yeah. And like, I had this whole toy trunk just full of just stuff. Mm-hmm. And I never played with it. I just wanted a new shiny
0: That's thing. exactly it. He has a whole toy box of yeah. toys that he doesn't play with. He just wants new stuff. And so, and the other thing is when we address it, like I talk to him, like I'm talking to you, but he starts yelling at us like he's an adult and that's okay. <laughs> so that's another issue. You know, it's like, no, you don't get to talk to us this way. Yeah. So... Yeah, we we have a handful of things we got to work on.
1: Pudite. Yes. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to say any more about that. Just, uh, just uh, uh, And that has been just checking in, all right? And so, um, Amy, just sit back, relax, because we actually have a sponsor for this episode of the podcast. And that sponsor is Pray, Plan, Execute. Boom. Pray, Plan, Execute. Now, Pray, Plan, Execute is a faith-based athleisure apparel brand, okay? I know that sounds like a mouthful, but what that really means is he made very comfortable shirts and very comfortable pants, okay? And It's built on the simple concept of when you want to accomplish your purpose in life, when you want to find fulfillment, first you need to pray, then you need, God will give you something and you need to plan it out and then you have to execute, right? That way, through prayer, planning and execution, you can find your way to fulfillment, okay? Now, He has given me an awesome opportunity to give you guys an awesome opportunity, all right? You guys can go to PrayPlanExecute.shop. Again, that is PrayPlanExecute.shop and you can go, you can enter in code FAM at checkout, okay? FAM, F-A-M, and you can get clothes like the Godson tee that I've been wearing in the last few videos, this tee right here, right? Or this PrayPlanExecute shirt, or The God's Daughter t-shirt. I keep telling you all it exists. I'm not going to unfold it because Keisha gets mad when I unfold her (laughs) clothes. But you can pick up the God's Son, God's Daughter, or the Pray Plan execute shirts. Now, ever since this code has gone out... Um, he's been selling out of some stuff, so you guys need to hop on it immediately, okay? Don't be DMing me when your size ain't available. <laughs> Again, go to prayplanexecute.shop and enter code FAM, F A M, at checkout so that you can, you too can have, you so that you too can wear your faith, okay? Pray Plan Execute is more than a brand, it's a lifestyle, okay? And that brings us on to the main event, Amy. Um, and first off, I want to talk about the running thing okay. because I remember when you first told me, like you were like, "Yo, so I got a, I got some training to do a half marathon." I was like, "Oh, it's cool." Like, you know, I wish you the best of luck. And (laughs) you, I bet you was just like, "Why you wish me luck? Like, I do this." (laughs) And I saw you actually do it. I was like, "Yo, I have a friend who actually said they were gonna do something, and they did it." (laughs) So, how did you walk us through uh, your first year of uh, getting into the running lifestyle?
0: So, probably in two thousand nine, I. Like everybody had put on a lot of weight and decided my dad was a runner. And mm-hmm. so I decided that I wanted to train for a full marathon and do it with him. Yeah. And so um, I'm not really sure if he want, really wanted to do it, but <laughs> he did it. And so we just started training for a full marathon in Port- for Portland, Oregon, which yeah. they don't do it anymore. Um, and... It was not, definitely not my greatest run, which is why I'm training for this marathon, but this will be the last one I ever do because it's really time consuming and it's exhausting and I have some health issues and unfortunately that comes into play sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and also your body almost goes through, withdrawals when you get done running that type yeah. of race um with everything that you do to prepare for it and right. it's not the most comfortable thing
1: <laughs> <laughs> i have a friend he did iron man he used to say like there were a lot of people who would get into like the first 10 to 13 miles mm-hmm. and then they have to like find a porta potty because yeah they just gotta like <laughs> well, it out.
0: and when i ran the race in portland there were people going on people's lawns like, like. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. So I, thankfully that has never happened. I would never do that. Yeah. I think I would wet my pants before I let that happen. Cause <laughs> I mean that they have porta potties usually every couple of miles. So there's no reason that should happen. Yeah. <laughs> so the um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're yeah. That's why they have mouth. Yeah. There.
1: <laughs> so what are the, what are some of the uh, effects that your body goes through when you're going through? Because it's 26.2 miles. Yeah. Marathon. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, um, I mean, just cramping, and um, that is what I remember. You lose toenails. Um, toenails,
1: mm-hmm. like from the root, or from yeah, like the no, bed? the
0: whole toenail comes off. Yikes. Yeah, and not everybody loses them. No, they just die and they fall off. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I haven't had blood or anything I yeah. mean you have blisters and stuff you have to deal with um, thankfully I have good running shoes so usually I don't have too much of an issue with that mm-hmm. um, but and you're eating you start eating like crap again <laughs> and so you know I can I,
1: imagine it like it's like I deserve this oh. yeah I mean like
0: today I ran 12 miles and I felt the effects of last week because I only could run um, because we were in Arizona and I got lost on this trail. So after that was my second run there and I decided not to run anymore because it was just too hard. (laughs) Like I didn't know the terrain. I don't know the area very well. And so I definitely felt it today from eating, you know, garbage for Thanksgiving and then only running (laughs) twice last week. And yeah, that was not.
1: So how often what is your what is your regimen look like in terms of like. Maintaining a running lifestyle So um, Right
0: now I'm running Four days a week mm-hmm. And then um, Mondays you cross train So I ride a bike Usually on Mondays um, But I also am doing Strength training Three days a week Which is really hard With running
1: because no
0: So when you're done <laughs> You're like Yeah I got my mileage in And then you're like Oh now I still you, have to Lift weights <laughs> In my mind I
1: thought Lifting weights would be like The relief It's
0: like ah finally I get to lift weights No I mean it's It's just hard Because sometimes after runs Like today I'm I'm really tired Like no. Yeah. I can't wait to go and <laughs> take a nap, but like, cause your body's tired. It doesn't want to do it. But yeah. I also know that strength training improves the running, it r- improves my time. Mm-hmm. So I got to stick with it. So, no
1: kidding. And, yeah. so like, when you say strength training, are you talking like upper body, lower body? Or yeah. Like mostly I and? focus on, um,
0: lower body, but also I do, um, back and shoulders mm-hmm. cause you need and your core. So I do core workouts cause I know, you know, I have a Peloton. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I was going to ask. I was like, so
1: Peloton, what are you Yeah, (laughs) yeah, so
0: I, um, they have a program, you pay for their monthly program. And so they have different strength training classes you can take. So that's what I've been doing is just picking out some of, of their strength. And they have specific ones for runners. Do you know what your Peloton like ID is? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Miss Miller's time with a Z after Miller's.
1: <laughs> Send that to me. I will put it on the screen. Also, okay. do you have like a link where people who want to do Peloton uh yeah i can do yeah yeah, yeah. send I'll me the link okay. i will put the link in the description <laughs> of the video yeah yeah i was like it, when i first heard about peloton i was like everybody's like join the cult yeah join it is community. a cult <laughs> yeah i actually have clothing
0: yeah. and, their name on it. it's, yeah, and a backpack i'm pretty embarrassed but i love it yeah. honestly it's like um once i'm in the off training when i'm done racing because i only race i've decided i I can't do it during the summer months it's just too hot here Um, but it's nice to have the bike and keeps you in shape and you can do other programs i mean they have a running program Mm -hmm. that you can do on the treadmill and they apparently have a tread now but i will not be getting that (laughs) (laughs) but they have all (laughs) kinds of stuff you can do you can do walking running weight training yoga
1: that stretching. Yeah. I yeah. think I thought the Peloton thing was super awesome. Mm-hmm. And then and, uh, actually, you were, I actually, I like it a lot. And I feel like Keisha definitely wants to do it. Mm-hmm. And like, she's like, yo, just let me get this Peloton. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, do you want to do Peloton? Or do you want to do this? And she was like, I want to do it all. And I was yeah. like, let's come up with a plan before we do it. Do the Peloton. And plan.
0: that's, that's the hard part because Peloton is expensive. Yeah. And, also, my running's expensive because I have to get new shoes every two to three months. and oh, because sho- of the miles you put yeah, on? Yeah, okay. and so, um, like, I can tell now I definitely need new shoes because I was slipping today because you wear out the tread, and then, wow. um, and um, you can fill it in your knees and hips and stuff that you need new shoes, and my shoes are between 120 to $150 What a are you piece. getting, uh, Brooks Brothers?
1: Yeah, people I get Brooks, Brooks Brothers. That's okay, what, yeah. yeah,
0: that's what I run in is Brooks. So, yeah, yeah, I've seen a
1: lot of people wearing Brooks Brothers, yeah. like, lately, and they're just like, they're so comfortable. Yeah. I was like, So, do you run or you just put them on? It's like, well,
0: some people just wear them. Yeah.
1: To wear them, but yeah. no, not me. I run. <laughs> like, oh, actually, I so, know. what do you do when they're actually worn out? Like, you, I do, I keep them. I keep, em. keep them. Is it like a trophy? no it's just hard for me to get rid
0: of them because i'm like i only had them for a couple months now the ugly ones i do get rid of Mm -hmm. i'll donate them because you can still walk in them and stuff but um i've kept quite a few of like my bright colored ones because i wear them with jeans or whatever so yeah cause you can you. still or mow the lawn
1: or yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's why I was like, yeah, usually when I wear out of pair, it's like, ah, you're about to turn green, buddy. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I have trouble getting rid of them. I don't know
1: why. Yeah. I, I think it'd be dope if you had like a, a shelf and it's like, you just keep one of them and just do Yeah,
0: but you know how bad those would smell after a while? Like, yeah. I'm not allowed to keep our shoes, my running shoes in the closet cause Brandon is like, Amy,
1: no. Oh, he says something about it? Yeah, oh
0: yeah he's nice you know brandon he's yeah. nice so yeah
1: <laughs> that's hilarious i could imagine he's like oh. and then you named your peloton too yeah but, uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um yeah is there anything any tips and tricks that you that you have for people who want to get into running or
0: um well, a lot of the information I've gotten, especially lately, is um, I joined a Facebook group. I thought and you were
1: about to say TikTok. I no, to be- <laughs> no,
0: I, no, I don't have TikTok. Um, I think it would suck me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a lot of people on there, um, the, specifically one gentleman who's always giving advice for running and stuff. And so if you want to get into it, find somebody else who's also a runner that can, give, that can help you. Because there's books out there. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a huge information but you kind of have to pick and choose what works for you because what may work for me may not work for you
1: that is the realest advice i've ever heard (laughs) um and that's my stomach by the way (laughs) (laughs) but uh i did have one more question you said you run, you got lost when you were running one time Mm -hmm. so i'm assuming you run by yourself yeah so like what is like safety precautions do you take when you're running oh man so my friend
0: was making i have a running buddy where she's my accountability person and Mm -hmm. she was making fun of me because i go run the trail and a lot i always carry mace with me and um i actually start carrying a knife i'll be honest The knife probably is absolutely worthless (laughs) because by the time, like, you're getting attacked, like, you can't have... And I'll probably end up stabbing myself, but I can't tell you how many times I run into loose dogs. And for the most part, they're pretty nice, but um, if... I, I, mean, I have to have something, so that's what I do. I run with mace and a knife, and I replace my mace every year.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent was expecting like Brandon to be like, oh yeah, well I have Missy right here. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> he would like me to run with a gun, but um, I even if I knew how to, because I don't know how to use a gun. If even if I knew how to use, it, I'd probably end up shooting myself. <laughs> and so i just don't so this is what i'm sticking with and to be i mean and i only run with like one of my earphones in if i am running into music mm-hmm. and um i try to like really pay attention to my surroundings and stuff too so okay. and honestly that's hard because you get into a zone and then like there's been a couple times i've had a do- come up on a dog and been like oh because i wasn't paying attention yeah. so um i mean you that's all you can do. I, mean, I feel
1: like a quiet dog would be the dog you want to encounter. It's like, yeah, just oh, stay no. quiet, stay over
0: there, do you think? <laughs> On the trail, there was this um, giant mastiff and he was standing outside of um, the like family fence mm-hmm. and he was just sitting there and I was <laughs> like, okay, you're big. My mom used to have a massive. I'm like, so if you come at me, I got the mace. Okay. I, cause, but I don't want to hurt them either, yeah. you know, but he just stood there watching me and I'm like, okay, just stay there. Yeah. And he didn't come at me at all. So That's- I was really grateful. And yeah. I do, I, um, I do pray almost. I try to pray before every run and ask God for protection too, mm. you know, just to protect me on my runs. Cause sometimes as you get further into the trail and it gets a little sketchy (laughs) (laughs) i'm like is there people hiding here like start hitting the the leaves yeah yeah
1: yeah everything good (laughs) yeah so um another part another major part of you or that you mentioned at the very beginning was like your mother Mm -hmm. and what a lot of people don't know or i'm assuming people don't know is that you actually went through an adoption process Mm -hmm. so can you walk us through what Like, first identifying, like, yes, adoption is Mm -hmm. the path that we're going to take. And then um, just what that process looks like.
0: So, um, we, when Brandon and I got married, we did not plan on adopting. Mm -hmm. We thought we could have biological kids and then found out I couldn't. And Mm -hmm. so... um, I was okay not being a mom, because I'm the oldest of nine kids. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, so I, to be honest, I'm, and I mean, you know, I'm not the biggest kid person. I'm getting better, but Mm -hmm. um, I was okay. But I don't know, I just felt one day I was sitting at home and just... I mean, you can call it whatever you want, but I just felt God really speak to me and say this is something you need to do. So I started looking into different agencies. Um, Brent and I already knew we didn't want to do the foster program. Okay. Um,
1: well, what's the reason behind that one to do foster? Um,
0: because, well, so when we were lived in Washington, in the state of Washington at the time, and I don't know what the laws are now, but okay. they protected the birth parents, which in all cases, you know, most um, they want the children to return back to the birth parents. I both brand and I agreed that we, at that time we just couldn't have a child in our home and then have to give them back. Right. And, um, obviously, um, When a child is adopted either privately or through the foster care system, Mm -hmm. the birth parent loses out and that's it's a huge sadness for them. And I think people forget that, you know, not even though we're gaining something, they're losing something. And so um, anyway, so I just started looking at different agencies and I found one out of Houston and we applied and um, uh, the cost was um, doable for Brandon and I because we weren't gonna ask for help. And so um, we just started working with the agency mm-hmm. and then as soon, she um, they came here to do our home study and What's the home study? They, they just go through your home study? and make sure it's safe, and like oh, okay. the child will have a place to sleep. It's like and the back, it's, it's like a high level of background.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool.
0: yeah. I mean, they do background. T- they do everything. You get okay. privately interviewed. You get interviewed with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Everything. So they came, and when she was here, she said, "You know, we may have a child for you. Do you want us to present you guys?" And we we're like, "Yeah." And so we had to put together like this, like a portfolio almost. So you write a letter to the birth mom and then you include like a bunch of family photos. So that's what okay. we did. And so, cool. yeah. So I had had a really bad day at work and we were at um, Zanata's and Rockwall. <laughs> having, yeah, and um, we hadn't even ordered yet. And we got the phone call that um our birth mom had gone into labor and she had overwhelmingly chose us um and i think it's because her i have a degree in social services her Mm -hmm. mom is a social worker brandon's an engineer and her dad was also an engineer so i think it's
1: like perfect
0: yeah and so um she didn't want to meet us she didn't want to open adoption or anything so we went to temple and stayed in the um hotel room across from the hospital and isaiah was born and she didn't make any decisions she let us make all the decisions for him Mm -hmm. she didn't name him which is usually pretty uncommon usually they give him a name and then you can rename or include that name in his name um and so um we would go to the hospital when we could and hold him. Actually, we fought about holding him. <laughs> like we would my time, turn! yeah, we would time and time it. And um, I just remember everything. I mean, I remember unwrapping him and looking at his little toes. Yeah. And um, I know my mom was really frustrated because we wouldn't send pictures to family because in case she changed her mind, we didn't want those pictures out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so um, the, ta- the day came because um, in the state of Texas, you have three days to, um, and then you sign over your rights. Um,
1: uh, for the parents? or for the- Yeah, for the birth parents. Okay.
0: Um, so when they place, um, they give you have, what, however many hours that is, 72 mm-hmm. hours. And then they sign over the rights. So okay. Brandon and I went and sat with Isaiah. And the social worker came in and didn't even say anything to us. And Brandon and I are just like... That's did she sign? One. Yeah. Did she sign the papers? And she was like, "Oh yeah, she signed them. You can take them home now." We were like, "What? So why did you put us through?" Yeah, this? Yeah. So it, it was so weird though, because I remember putting him in the car, and I'm like, "What are we doing? Like, we're new parents." Even though I'm the oldest of nine, when you have your own child, it's so different. different. Man, it's yeah. different yeah. Brandon's mom actually flew down um, like within two days, and I'm so grateful for her because yeah. I don't know if Isaiah would be alive right now if <laughs> she hadn't come to help us. It was the craziest. <laughs> It was just so... It all happened so fast. You know, when you have biological children, you get to carry them for nine months and you Mm -hmm. prepare. There was... I mean, from the time we started the process, we started like in September, and then by April, we had him.
1: September to April.
0: That's like nine months, right? Yeah, yeah, but we weren't... We thought we would be on the waiting list for a year or so because um, it's not normally you have to wait yeah. but um so we were just i mean when they called us to tell us that they were going to induce her we had a crib and a jogging stroller and that's wow. it so yeah some Y'all lady were
1: amazingly prepared not yeah. in a car seat no
0: <laughs> so we went to target and this lady took pity on brandon i think and was like this is what kind of car seat you need to get <laughs> you need to pick out bottles and i'm just yes, like i yes. don't know
1: what we're doing Well, no technically you don't need bottles See, they give you like a little yeah little they little did people. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah they did so you got a little a,
0: bit of you got a yeah, small window. Yeah. yeah and then we were crazy i mean we took him out to walmart and so, And now looking back i'm like i'm surprised he didn't get sick which is probably why he has a great immune
1: system now like, put that dirt on yeah bit. i mean
0: olivia i think we kept her in the house for almost the first two months but That's isaiah right. we took him out and did everything yeah.
1: so what was the second process like was the second so process
0: it wasn't the same it was a private adoption through um through her birth mom I found out um, About her um, Through our church It's kind of a long story But short To try to shorten well, wait, it down we Well Brandon Um, and I was in a Bible study there and one of the ladies there said hey there's this family um, they have a little girl and they're interviewing people to adopt and we put your name in the hat and so Mm -hmm. Brandon and I went to interview but I knew going when we went there that this little girl was not meant to be ours but Brandon did not realize that and he (laughs) was like when we found out they had chosen another family um, Mm -hmm. Brandon was really upset but he was crushed yeah he was but in that same day we got an email from the family um from the lady and she was like i know this didn't work out for you but there's somebody who's working for a company that's looking at placing would you be interested in talking to her and i'm like yeah we'll talk to her and brandon's like wait a minute i'm still dealing with this and i was like well you can still deal with this but i'm going to reach out and write her a letter so that's what i did and then she called and we talked and um and she didn't talk to any other families as far as i know um She wanted an open adoption, um, which we are open to, um, which we would prefer because um, I think it's important to know where you come from. and so- what, is,
1: what does the term open adoption mean? Uh, so for
0: us, because it was private, we set the boundaries. But okay. sometimes in private adoptions, it's it's letters and pictures and maybe seeing the child once a year. Okay. We see Olivia's birth mom. We used to see her a lot more before COVID, so probably once a, once a month. And now oh, it's wow. probably every couple months.
1: And so the first adoption, it was closed, which means right. you don't the, get no, to believe.
0: Right, and we do reach out to the adoption agency every year to see if she has changed her mind and she doesn't. And and I okay. try to update them with pictures of Isaiah and a letter of how he's doing, um, and that's something that he really struggles with, um, right. you know, because Olivia's adoption's open. So, so. he gets a,
1: he actually sees mm-hmm. her interact with her mother, mm-hmm. and now he's like, "Hey, I'm missing something in my life." Right? Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay.
0: So, um, which is why we have him in counseling right now, because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, one time after a visit with um, Olivia's birth mom isaiah just started crying and was like i mean for him being so young he understands a lot i feel like he understands a lot but maybe because brandon and i are so open about everything Mm -hmm. but he just started crying in the back of the car and was like why don't i get to see my birth family it's not fair i love olivia's birth family but they're not mine and um i just pulled the car over and hugged him and i was like i know but it's not fair and you know we're gonna you know i reach out every year i do the best i can but this is um You know, this is how it is, unfortunately, so.
1: So even when he turns, like, when he becomes an adult, Mm -hmm. will he be able to
0: reach out? I mean, he can contact the um, agency, but if she still hasn't contacted, then no. I mean... I Brandon, I know her name because the hospital did not do a very good job HIPAA wise. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, but um, that's not for us to give him, yeah, yeah, you know. So, as he gets older, we'll ha- I will have to figure that out. I don't, I don't know. I mean, because I the agency won't give him any information that she doesn't want him to have. So, wow.
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. All right. So you you were talking about Olivia. Yeah. Or, yeah.
0: So she. Um, so anyway, she chose us, and then um, I actually got to be in the delivery room when Olivia was born, mm-hmm. and um, I was the first one to hold her. And then um, really, yeah. Yeah, and then the three days it was all really different because um, Olivia's birth family was all around. So her great grandparents, her grandparents, her aunt and uncles were all there. Um, I spent the night in the hospital. I mean, I changed her first diaper, everything, um, just because her birth mom didn't really know what she was doing, and yeah. so um, at
1: this point you're a pro. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. And then um, we wrote a letter to her birth mom um, on the night that she signed the papers um, to place Olivia with us. And it was re- that was really emotional for all mm. of us because, um, Olivia's birth mom doesn't have a very nurturing mom. And so I yeah. think I kind of became a mom to her. And so when we got Olivia, then I had to like figure out how to be Olivia's mom and just, and put her birth mom, like at a little bit of a distance. And that was hard for Olivia's birth mom. It was hard for me. Know. The first year was probably the hardest year for me. It was, I mean, I there were times I just wanted to take Olivia and steal her and run away and that's not, obviously not no, the right yeah, thing. It to the no. No. It. <laughs> and I mean I'm so grateful for Brandon because he was like, you know, we made a commitment, we decided to do this, but at the time we were le- we were letting um Olivia's birth mom kind of We were letting her dictate everything because we didn't really know what we were doing. And finally, um, I called our lawyer and I was like, I don't know what to do. And he was like, look, you have to remember, this is like a death for her. Mm -hmm. And um, really put it in perspective for me because I didn't, I, I will never understand what her birth mom went through, you know, and so that really helped me and um and we love her i mean she's a part of our family she's always going to be a part of our family we're talking Mm -hmm. about taking the kids to disneyland next year she's going to go with us you know and so um so but it's just you know that first year or two it was hard and she would probably tell you the same thing i know it was hard for her too so yeah yeah because so. in her
1: mind, I guess what was happening was she's was like, I like my child, t- I love my child, mm-hmm. and I want to provide for her, but I can't right. provide for her the way that right. you guys can. Right,
0: mm-hmm. and uh, to be honest, I think if she had had a more nurturing mom, I think she would have kept Olivia mm-hmm. and um, been able to provide. But even, I mean, she's admitted to me that she doesn't have any maternal feelings towards her, and really? so yeah, and that that had that to come be with hard. Time I mean, it's this is just recently. Okay. So, you know, I know she loves her and I know that she still, you know, wrestles with a lot of guilt of placing her and stuff. But, you know, I just try to be understanding and talk her through it and stuff. Um, she's close to her dad, but it's just not the same as a mom. You know, I think having okay. both a mom and dad is really important. And so um, anyway, it's That's yeah, fair. That's fair. Yeah.
1: So how do you feel like the having, I don't know, What's the term? Do you, is it, adopted kids or non-biological kids i just i mean i just call them my kids i I mean they're they're adopted adopted, obviously. yeah
0: and because um i mean i'm sure the first time you met us you probably thought biologically olivia was ours because most people think she's ours because Mm -hmm. she's white and so um but brand and I are very quick to correct people and um, i know this has upset my parents a lot because they're like well why would you tell people that and we tell people that because I don't ever want Isaiah to think that we acknowledge his adoption because he's black and not Olivia's because she's white. And mm-hmm. also the fact, I mean, they both are adopted. And so, um, it, you know, I just, it's a really fine line that you walk, um, with them. And I wish I could give him a black sibling. Um, and we, t- he talks to the- us about that all the time, but that's just not going to happen. I mean, cause I just no, don't feel, is a lot. Yeah, it, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And not just that, but I mean, financially and yeah. also, um, I just don't feel, I feel like god has completed our family and you know later on it that can change but right now this is it and i feel like um we have a lot of stuff with isaiah you know not bad stuff but stuff we're learning uh mm-hmm. you know about um taking care of a black child and the things that we need to do and i can't do that and give him a fair life if we're trying you know trying to have another child yeah. so
1: yeah that was one of the questions i wanted to ask i honestly mm-hmm. didn't know how to ask it mm-hmm. well like you know it's like you you raise you raise one black son mm-hmm. and you raise one white daughter. Mm-hmm. So how does the world? How do you feel like the world looks at your your family? I,
0: honestly, I don't know. Yeah. I know that like in a lot of because I do a lot of reading and stuff that you know some black families don't support white people raising black children, and mm-hmm. I understand that because um, to be honest with you. I don't think um, our culture is completely different and I don't think I w- we will ever do a good enough job for him. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how much I educate myself, no matter how much we try to bring him around other black families and include him, it will never be like if he was raised in a black family. So mm-hmm. I can a hundred percent understand where they're coming from. And to be honest, I feel like Brent and I were pretty naive when we adopted him because we didn't, we just wanted a baby and we just thought you were going to take him home and love him. And there's so much more to that, you know, and, um, but I'm glad because it has also taught us a lot of things. Um, and, um, we get a lot of uh, pushback from our families and we just stick strong to you know how we believe and um, and just raise them the best we can but I mean obviously Isaiah is old enough now to notice the differences and he brings that up and he's made the comment I you know I wish that I was in a black family and um, as a parent, that's really hard to hear, but yeah. at the same time, I, you know, I just told him I was like, you know, bud, I, I wish that for you too, but we're doing the best we can, and you know, that's why we changed churches, um, which honestly was the best thing we ever yeah, could our have done. Is a
1: great place for, it is, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah and um, you know, uh, Pastor Thomas has put us in touch with another family, and so he is getting to be around other people that you know look and look like him and represent him and um even my sis my my sister my daughter's um girl scout troop has um two little black girls in it now the older one yesterday was like your mama's white <laughs> and Isaiah was like, Kids will be I like I and I love I know and it's so and I was like yeah I'm adopted you know mm-hmm. and so but so we're making sure I mean it's not going to be perfect but we do what we can that's you awesome. know so
1: no, that's yeah. great that's great um, did you want to get into uh like just being a stay-at-home mom i mean it's not really that exciting oh, okay. but if
0: you want to we can
1: well, i i interviewed camille already okay so she talked like in length about like being a stay-at-home mom uh-huh. so my, my main thing i guess after the interview is it's like what is being a stay-at-home mom like for you like
0: well, now that I have both the kids are in school, um, it makes some things easier. So mm-hmm. I always, so growing up, we always clean the house as a family on Sundays. We um, we had to go grocery shopping with my mom, and so it's important to me. Now, I mean, I make the kids help clean up and do you know do stuff, but yeah. I don't want them on our weekends. I want us to spend time together as a family, not cleaning or grocery shopping. So right now i just do all the stuff i don't want to have to worry about on the weekends and i get my runs (laughs) (laughs) so because one of the things i miss when i'm training is getting up and having coffee and having the kids snuggle on your lap on saturday mornings and i miss out on a lot of that but right now i can run on i do my long runs on fridays so that i can do that on saturday
1: so Yeah. yeah that's awesome well Thank you for stopping by. Yes. This was incredible. Like this is beyond insightful. Like I know about you, but mm-hmm. I don't I didn't know like in length the story behind how everything came to be. Yeah. So now I feel like I don't know, I feel like so close to you right now. Awesome. <laughs> um, thank you for stopping by. We we'll like to end every podcast with Mm. some words of encouragement so um words of encouragement is just that you share some words of encouragement with the people Mm -hmm. before we see them again okay so uh i'm gonna let you think of one and i'm gonna do like some like tidying up and then my words and then i'll point it to you okay and then it's over okay Okay. all right cool 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 (laughs) hey everybody Thank you for making it this far into the podcast. If you've made it this far, please share the podcast with somebody who could be blessed by what has been said or somebody you think will, like, benefit from what's been said in this podcast, okay? Make sure you leave a like because the like is for me, okay? The like is for us. And uh, also, make sure that you leave any reviews or comments letting us know, like, what you liked and what you would like to see in the future, okay? Okay. Make sure you check out Prey Execute again. as Prey Execute shop. and use code FAM F A M at checkout again. as Prey Plan and Execute shop. Use code FAM at checkout Because you know you should wear your faith And my true And my true and tribe words of encouragement are You need to find an environment where you can Flourish you guys like a lot of you guys Your environment is killing you your environment is Holding you back and I want you guys to find Strong friends that can Help bring you up again like this Whole vlogmas like the theme is I'm showing you guys my friends the people In my circle the people I lean on When I'm not having great days And the people I contact when I'm like yo, like I'm up, like and I'm bringing you up with me. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I want you guys to find that tribe. I want you guys to find that environment where you can flourish and like Loki. You can help other people flourish too. You know, um, and that is my words of encouragement. Now, Amy, do you have any words of encouragement for the people? <laughs> I'm going
0: to kind of go a little bit off of what you said, sure. um, and yeah like Tyler said have your tribe and if you have to let go of people who are bringing you down let them go because I can't say this enough having people that are Um, Especially strong Christians in your life um, who lift you up and make you feel good, and are there when you're down. I mean, you can't beat that. I unfortunately, over the last couple years, we've had to let some people go in our lives, and it has been the best thing that we could have done. (laughs) So, yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I mean, maybe that's not really (laughs) worth. The truth is the truth. Sometimes the truth don't look
1: pretty, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's it. That's all. That's it. Yep. Well, Amy,
1: thank you for stopping by. (laughs) And guys, fam's all good over here. See. See you next time. Be blessed.